Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 179. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Joining me from the Hunk Cave, it's professional lovemaker and the host of the Hunk Podcast with Mike Bridenstein. It's Mike Bridenstein, your boy. What's up, guy? It's your boy. What's up, guy? I remembered the what's up, guy thing. Yeah. I, I heard you say it. Just mm-hmm. Yeah. I just got to reiterate. It's not what's up, man, anymore. It's what's up, gay. What's up, gay? <laughs> My, uh, if you listen to the program last week and possibly the uh, Patreon episode, you would know about the battery acid stain on my couch that I freaked out about. And it did not. It's not. It didn't come out all the way. And. It's a two little orange dots, and I flip the couch cushion. It's totally fine. But if I fuck up this side of the couch, Brido, it I have to throw the whole thing in the trash. <laughs> because So I have to be very careful. No more red wine on the couch. The red wine has to be consumed in the brown leather recliner. I can't have any sort of snacks or food on this couch anymore because I always had the other side to rely on. And now I have no other side. There is this is the side, and this is it. You can get it. You just you can get it reupholstered or something, or cover it. Um, I suppose. I think I may be able to because it has the just zipper. Dump battery, dump battery acid on the whole thing. <laughs> like, Look, it's, it's like <laughs> it's how you're supposed to acid wash it. Acid acid wash couch. Well, I think I could take the uh, stuffing, the foam thing out. And then maybe take it, the cover to a dry cleaner and be like, look, man, give me the stuff that's in the back. Give me the fucking illegal shit that ruins the planet and and do that to it. If you're listening, hit me up on Twitter or uh, or Instagram, Pizza Nacho 69. And if you know some sort of secret dark web shit that I can buy online that will take any stain out, including battery fucking acid <laughs> please read burns out. burns has murdered a person in his home <laughs> he needs to get it out of the floorboards i don't do that anymore <laughs> burns has taken this true crime podcast to him to the next level <laughs> we're not even doing it <laughs> maybe that's it's such a tell that i'm not we're not doing a, a crime story this week <laughs> Is that maybe I want to separate myself from it. Well, the whole state of Florida is being blown into the ocean, so there's not going to be a lot of Florida-based crime this week. Maybe there's going to be more. Winds are at 140 degrees. T's and P's to Florida, everybody. And I mean that sincerely. I talked about this on the the pregame episode about how you can't say that anymore because people made fun of it so much that it doesn't have any sincerity because it's been uh, parodied. But, like, what else can I say? I have several family members in Florida. Like, I, what do you, 
I'll be out. If you need anything, hook. you'll hit me up. What are you going to need? No, the only thing I can do is thoughts and prayers for you. Thinking about you, Florida. <laughs> thinking, thinking about you. Thinking, thinking about you a lot these days, Florida. <laughs> I don't. Well, usually on this episode, we're always thinking about Florida. But I don't think there's anything. Oh, yeah. I think that there is. Um, there is actually a positive energy flow that you can get going with positive thoughts. I think that, uh, I think that you should uh, make a T-shirt <laughs> that says "T's and P's, Florida," and then you can uh, give the proceeds to your boy Brida. <laughs> well, how? Why do you get the proceeds? Because I'm thinking a lot about Florida these days. Yeah, I need the proceeds also, though. I would also like the proceeds. Nobody gots to know Brett Favre style. Thoughts and prayers. T's and P's. T's and P's. Thinking a lot about you, Florida. <laughs> what, if, what if I start selling a bunch of T-shirts that are for Florida, but we blatantly just say that me and you split the money? I think that you should have it. You okay, you I think okay that, with that? Yeah, it, yeah, just be like T's and P's. This shirt is for Florida. And then with an asterisk, and then the asterisk says money goes directly to Burns and Bright. <laughs> Burns for for boo, for booze and Brido for uh, you know being person, <laughs> being a normal human being makes yeah. his wife happy that he's bringing home a nice paycheck. What for those, paycheck am I bringing home? Well, you're going to be bringing home the fat stacks of cash. When we oh, get this right. Florida T-shirt going, money goes to a nice woman. Yeah, and this money all goes directly to Victoria, except for Burns's money that he's going to buy White Claws with and Jimpy. And I and I am going to buy a volleyball facility for my daughter. <laughs> volleyball facility. What reference is this? That's Brett Favre. Oh yeah. See, I I, I think you may have mentioned this to me, or I saw this. Oh, yeah, you were. You were trashed. Uh, five oh, big million surprise. dollars. He, so he finally had a worse text message than the one he sent to Jen Sturger. He five. Oh, you weren't paying attention because he started talking about Deshaun Watson right after this. Brett mm-hmm. Favre yeah. texted the governor of Mississippi. Was this on Sunday? On Monday. Monday. Still Monday. Monday and Sundays. My phone is on fire. With messages and chat boards. No, this is like, no, you were on hunk. We talked about it. Sure. But I don't retain any information. Well, I was, to be fair, I was pretty lit up on the hunk program when we recorded on Monday. Okay. The governor of Mississippi diverted $5 million in welfare funds, gave it to Brett Favre so he could pay for a volleyball facility for his daughter. Wow. And he's on text messages being like, hey, is the media, allegedly, Hey, is the media going to find out about this? And oh no! Because and then the governor's like, "No, no, you got you got away with your crimes." Doesn't and so he got busted, and it's like five million dollars for sports facilities that are supposed to go to welfare, and their state has like undrinkable water in like certain parts. It's Mississippi. <laughs> sure, it's uh, it's not the best. Yeah, it's not going well for Mississippi. Right, like they could or use Florida that $5 right million dollars for not Brett Favre. Well. It's been a while since I texted you his penis, but. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Brado used to say. Not, not, probably not post Me Too, but to, to, but to Burns, it's a, it, was, it was the original. Um, yeah, to me. That, oh, I'm that, not going to Me Too. Uh, that, that muscle guy, muscle black porno guy's peener. 
It was the original that. Wood. 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 Yeah. Wood. No, not very few things in that era brought me more joy than when I'd open my phone up and it would be a dick pic from Brido of Brett Favre's penis and Brido telling me it was his penis. And it's my penis. Ooh. There's my penis. <laughs> and I would tell you that you got farved. You got farved. <laughs> Rick, it was the it was like Rick rolling. <laughs> God, that was so mature of me. I would send Brett Favre's penis to Mike Burns. It's say fun. it was mine, <laughs> and say you got farved. Now I'm going to send it to you and be like, "Can I have five million dollars?" <laughs> <laughs> we also have a friend who um. Who um, we'll just leave it at that. We had a friend who uh, claimed that he had found Chris Farley's dead body. Oh, so well, he's not gonna hear it. He's not gonna hear this. Okay, well, let's just so for for like a decade or so. Anytime a celebrity dies, I still text Dwyer <laughs> and Bronger sometimes. <laughs> I'll say, let's say the guy. Let's say the guy's name was Tom. I'll be like, Tom found Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> right, and everyone knows what it is. You don't have to explain it. I hadn't done it for a long time, and then Bronger said he died. He cried laughing. He opened up his phone, all bummed out, and I said, Tom found Prince. Right, right, and. You always nail it when it's like quick. It's still hot. Dinner's still fucking hot off the stove. <laughs> so it has to be it has to be brand new. It can't be like tomorrow. It has to be Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun If you want to use that, if you want to use that, hard. send it to your family and friends. If you want to send them Brett Farms penis or if you want to send them uh, that you your your buddy found any dead celebrity when they passed away. Go ahead and use that. I I, I don't think it's going to work in the case of the latter. Our fr- I mean, it was so specific because everybody was mad at this guy for lying. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and one of the things is that he said he found Chris Farley's body, and that the media lied about it. Right. And nice guy. Always had. Uh, can't say that I never. I, I didn't always have a good time with that dude. But like he had this little glitch where he felt the need to blatantly lie about stuff, which, in retrospect, was it was bad. But now, but now, it's funny, and the payoff is that it was worth it. The bad things that he did were worth it for the humor that we've achieved. Of it. Well, I should say, well, I don't know if I want to say this. There's don't people... make me have to edit. Don't make me have to edit. Okay. So I'm not editing oh, shit. Right, don't like right, say right. some stuff and then pull that. Can you take that out? I'm not doing it. It's fucking a nightmare. I when don't... do I ever tell you to take something out? It happens once in a while. On every... When? I'm just saying... Don't make it happen that's today. The, that's what the pre-show is for. Don't get make out all my, my naughties. In I, the pre-show. I, I edited out the entire pre-show. It's just thirty seconds now. <laughs> it's it's hey power moves pre-game. Brado joining, and then that's it. <laughs> well, you're, well, you're saying like don't make me take stuff out. I, I as a person with a podcast, I always do take the thing out. But sometimes people will be like, 
fucking right as I go to press, as they, as it were. Like they'll be like, "Hey, can you take out where?" <laughs> like this fucking homophobic thing. I have been pretty good about taking those out, like beforehand. Well, you have like, to I, because it's also like you don't want that on your show either. But wasn't yeah. there a show that you and Mike Holmes had previously where some guest was on and they? wanted to take out like huge chunks of all this stuff like that sounds vaguely familiar I think he was a writer like, he's a writer i won't we won't oh say his God. name because i won't have to take oh that shit out i don't know if he did that that guy started poking at holmes the whole time this was like a, okay so i had this podcast a long ass time ago called head no good Mm -hmm. <laughs> based on our downstairs neighbor and it was me mike holmes this guy bruno tish who's a michigan michigander hilarious yes. oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then zach ames was the producer because none of us knew how to do anything recording wise oh, and it was like fucking 12 years ago if someone oh, knew yeah. how to make a podcast they were like yeah, yeah, jesus yeah. christ <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and how to do this the equipment costs like five million dollars, but he had like a portable <laughs> Zoom microphone. I don't even totally know what he it. had. And so we're, he's like, "Do you want to do a podcast?" And so we said, "Yeah." Well, that I probably mean, like, went direct into the computer at that point. It was probably just. Yeah, I think he carried around like a laptop. We had like Rob Delaney on it, and like, um, there was like there was an episode where pre-famous like, famous people. Yeah. Mike Holmes had like a toothache and he, the whole show, he's like <laughs> laying on the ground. <laughs> the Mike Holmes toothache arrow was fantastic. God damn. That's like eating too much hurt. candies, drinking Mike's hard. We should have him. So Let's have him on maybe next oh, week or so. We'll, we'll do sure. a threesome. Yeah. Um, he has a job now, so I don't know when he works, but, uh, he so this guy was this old Lions Den comic who I we both really liked, or we wouldn't have had him on the show. Like right. he wasn't like a a celebrated guy from the Chicago scene, but every time that he went up, he was like very headberg headbergian. Like he had one liners and he was like goofy with it. I liked him when he went up, but no one else gave a shit about this guy. And he moved to L.A. Oh, yeah. I think he was to, to, to clarify, as comedians, we don't necessarily like the most popular guys. Those are not those are not fun. The <laughs> the whack pack sidecar guys, which I would consider myself to be also were <laughs> are the people that you've like, fucking loved. Mike Burns did new faces for the. Largest fucking comedy festival in, in North America. <laughs> where where am I now? Wasn't, this, this guy wasn't doing that. No, that was never happening for him. So he starts poking at Holmes for not being as successful as me, is what the, the premise was. That's bad form. That doesn't go well. And Holmes is taking it well. Bruno... Wants to murder this guy. <laughs> and I think this threatens him, just straight up like threatens him on the. And we might have been at this guy's 
apartment or we might have been, I don't know where we were. Bruno is a Bruno is a outside Detroit type Michigan guy or Kalamazoo or something. That's No, he type. went to high school with like Jordan Vote Roberts. But like I know what I know what that is, and that is the type of guy who's like, "Fuck you! I'll beat your ass inside of this apartment oh, at your, in your home." Ki- <laughs> Bruno wanted to kill this guy, <laughs> like to the point that like it must have been fifteen fucking years ago this happened. It was the most uncomfortable I've been like in a bar situation, but like invite you on my podcast beat your ass in this living room. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll. And I'm not like he, I don't even think the guy meant it. I think that he was just like, <laughs> he was like, Hey, didn't I see you on like some commercial, like nothing like worth fucking even doing it over. And then he's like, how many commercials you've been in Mike to like homes and Holmes is like, well, I haven't. And then he's like, huh? And he has, huh? <laughs> and then he would keep doing that. It was like nothing. And poking, I think he though. Was, that's poking. He was, po- he we was know, poking. And that's the thing. If, it, if you're blatant about things, then it's a joke. If you're poking, you know what you're fucking doing. And I think he was looking for, he was looking to find, he's a, he's a fucking velociraptor. He's a, he's a Barney. He's looking for fucking like weaknesses in the fence. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Just to, cause people who poke, they want to know like, where's the soft spot? Is this guy worried about his receding hairline? Is he, <laughs> is he worried that he's a little, he's a little overweight and he thinks he's good looking and he, <laughs> you know, like what's this guy got like a, you know, like whatever the thing is, like right. a lazy, like a lazy tooth. I don't know if that's a <laughs> lazy tooth. <laughs> it's got one of them lazy teeth. Just kind of, it's, it's like a, like a, one of those saloon doors. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got one of those trap door flipper teeth. Like, whatever the thing is that, that people hate about themselves, people like this, like to, like, you know, he's poking at it. Like, is it uh, that your friend has a fucking Dunkin' Donuts commercial or something? Well, know? also, some nerd-ass type comedians don't understand that they can't just get away with anything. Like, you know, there's a there's a list, and we all have one in our head, of dudes that said shit and we've talked about on Monday Night Beers and (laughs) just certain dudes that think that they can just say whatever and they don't understand that hey real life happens with Midwestern motherfuckers (laughs) sometimes real life yeah there's a lot of studio gangsters in comedy a lot of studio gangsters and you see a lot of studio gangsters at parties Yeah, wieners we call them what do I call it? Wiener. That was my my term. I I think I I, I was talking with Nate Craig at the at uh, Kensington, Wieners. and I and I dubbed it Wiener comedy. <laughs> Wiener guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say this stuff about you, and then nothing's gonna like, happen. I'll throw you off the we, fucking balcony, bitch. <laughs> when we moved here, there was a lot of Wiener comedy. Uh huh. <laughs> And it's not I like we're trying. I don't mean like alpha tough guy comedy. I, I'm saying there's a different. There's this other echelon of comedy 
that we God had to damn. endure where these wieners thought they could I'm get really, away with whatever the fuck they wanted and it didn't probably, always work out for them. I remember when Mike Stanley moved to LA. And he's another Michigan Chicago guy. Right. And kind of a like, tough guy guy. Kind of a guy who's Is he a boxer or something? Out. He punched a dude in the face in my apartment one time. Yeah, he's a boxer guy. He was yeah, a real just, guy. He was a real guy who would fucking punch you. Real Michigan Chicago boxer guy who also I did saw, comedy. I saw him at an open mic and I was like, how is L.A. going for you? And he's like, I'm sick and tired of all these fucking L.A. cat boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but I think that I have an idea of what it means. Sure. Yeah. I, I've never heard that term. I like that. Uh, maybe it's highly offensive, but I just picture like I don't know. Is it really? Is anyone <laughs> like voice. mad? Is anyone mad? What the? F- I gotta turn this shit off. What the fuck? Fucking L.A. cat boys. That's fucking. That's offensive. That's fucking offensive. If L.A. No, cat boys, I probably offended him more with lazy tooth. <laughs> Western door dental work. <laughs> Lazy tooth. <laughs> lazy, old lazy tooth over here. It's like lazy eye, but tooth. I really love it, Brad. Oh, I, I mean, you did you have friends growing up who would just punch a dude in the face? Yeah, they're all co- they're all cops. Yes, now. they are. There's the one of the ones who would punch the most people in the face is a state trooper now. <laughs> yeah, the guy that a lot, a few of the guys that would punch people in the face. They're cops. They fill a very specific archetype also. Jacked, 5'7". Jacked, yeah. yeah. Jacked, jacked more yeah. than everyone else, 5'7 or 5'6". And then also, like... There's people know, from my high school that listen to this show. You know their ding-dong is fucking, is uh, is not up to par. And that's who punches people gonna, in the face. That's I'm who punches people in the face. Jacked guys who are 5'6", who have a small wiener... Who want to be police officers? That's who punches people in the face all the time at school. That's always that guy. Wow! I'm on the hockey That's... team, which I play because the skates give you a couple inches. Look taller, but it doesn't give you a wean under those inches. And then you hate everybody because you have a dark secret that you carry, and there's nothing Too wrong with you... that. Too bad you can't put skates on your wiener, pig. <laughs> And that's not to say me and Bridal are walking around with the monster dongs. We're just saying that this Wait, is who does speak, this. Speak for yourself. I'm in pipe of the week. <laughs> pipe of the week. Pipe of the week, dude. There's, there's, hey, hey, Florida, thoughts and prayers and pipe of the week. <laughs> pipe of the week, dude. <laughs> for all those that's suffering. That's a good t-shirt. Hurt, just pipe hurt, of the week, to you. I think you should make a Pipe of the Week shirt and then uh, make it go to Florida. <laughs> Who's going to buy that? Most people who listen to this have kids and wives. You can't like... Oh, well, my God. Just have, it, no, just have it say Pipe of the Week. There's a fucking <laughs> pipe. And those things will be flying off the shelves. Pipe of the Week? Just wearing that to Target to go get your... Get your make, the smoke, make the smoke come out of the pipe. Look <laughs> vaguely, but not explicitly, like cum. I think I could just make a, I could take like a playgirl and Photoshop it to say Pipe of the Week and then just have whatever. 
no, it just has to say pipe of the week, and then a pipe, and then <laughs> and then it'll be like a little wink to the to the daddies. You know what I'm saying? Like and then and then all the proceeds will go to the state of Florida, aka the state of the Valley, California. Yeah, and half for Burns. Maybe we have to give away like some to like Planned Parenthood, but like five percent, and that's a asterisk. Down that's the a bottom. great point. I'm better than nothing. On, I'm planning a parenthood. <laughs> planning a parenthood with my pipe of the week. Yeah, that's what it's. The proceeds go to my pipe, which can make plans for parenthood. <laughs> We just have all these charities that are vaguely like, I guess all the uh, chi- the it all is all going to um, planning parenthood for. <laughs> do you guys mean Planned Parenthood? Be like, yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. All right, for these proceeds go to Goop Pudding. It's a um, it's a little uh, organization that we started so that guys who have weak teardrop amounts of jisms. Could um, take the medicines that they need to bust big loads, and that's gooppudding.com. And uh, if you want to get involved. <laughs> the centerfold of Pipe of the Week is. <laughs> Wait, Pipe of the Week is the, is the magazine or the featured in the page six type of. Previously, it was featured in like whatever that like Brit uh, newspaper that they read is. Like a UK dot whatever the but yeah 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 but no in my head it's it's morphed it's a it's its own magazine now okay so okay okay <laughs> okay okay so there's a segment in every pipe of the week which is a weekly magazine yeah there's got because there's going to be a whole bunch of <laughs> oh, articles and oh, stuff there's a weekly porno magazine pipe of the week. For young Where gents a, and um and um and young ladies and uh, whatever uh you know whatever the, whatever uh, gentrification you want to identify as, pipe of the week is for you. With and there's a column every every, every week. There's a Brits. column. <laughs> there's a all these Brits with their lazy teeth. Big bushes, thick fucking thick sausages, just thick fucking chunky soup cans. <laughs> snatch characters snatch characters Ugh. with these fucking like you can it's wider than it is long it's like <laughs> <laughs> our good friend who i'm not going to tell you he told me the dimensions of his penis and i started calling it the frisbee <laughs> I, and to this day, I always say, "Did you give her the frizz?" I mean, you know, it's once it gets in the opening, isn't that like all that matters? Is it, it does it is uh, does it need to go in deep? Like that doesn't seem like. I don't know how pussies work. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no idea. Sure. So if you the frisbee, it's like. So what are we talking? What's the dimensions on this? I don't remember. Two inches by like 10? Is it like that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a plate. A fucking plate. Like a fiesta wear plate. He showed me his dick is just a clock. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he just smashes his clock dick into like a no head, just just a stump, <laughs> just a sawed off stump, little tiny pee hole. It looks <laughs> terrifying. It's like Casper the Friendly Ghost mouth, just a little fucking hole. And you know, then... have you ever stepped perfectly on the top of a beer can? <laughs> <laughs> the old smash trash can Yeah And then if he bends over too quickly It looks like a slinky <laughs> Or it goes inside Can't get hard The old puss dick You know We all know when you're at the gym And dehydrated And you get the old puss dick <laughs> uh, Yeah the old clit ween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels terrible. It's terrible. You got to dig it. You got to somehow be cool about it. Dig in there and fucking stretch it back out. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's fucking real shit, man. Sometimes it's fucking dynamite. And we talked about this before. Sometimes it's dynamite. Sometimes. Fuck, man. It's like, I'm, am I circumcised? What happened here? <laughs> Whenever... I do the most physical exertion is when it is the worst. And so that's when I would have to shower for PE class. Mm -hmm. Really? Not yeah. when you're like 15 and you got to go shower. It's I didn't like, have to take you, PE. If you were a college prep, you didn't have to take PE. Which you've been nice. playing basketball and you're like, sure, this is this is what I want. I always thought that was inappropriate, though. Like how sweat, how fucking really sweaty and gross can you get in like forty five minutes? Like I don't shower I don't after know. the gym. I'm not soaked with sweat. Like the my pits might be a little rule. damp, but I fucking put on a fresh t shirt and some deodorant. It's not like, oh my god, fucking my asshole's filled with diarrhea now because I went to the gym. Like <laughs> it's not how it fucking works. If you stink that bad, you should go to the doctor. I think that. They, yeah, I don't know if it was like a hygiene. I don't know what the fuck, but I don't think that they do that anymore now because kids can like hide like iPhone cameras in the locker rooms and ruin a kid's life or something. It's insane. It's insane that you take. That's a weird thing that we did that there's another thing. I don't even know if people talk about it, like that in the 90s, you had to get Butt naked in front of your all the people, all the dudes in your class. Yes, and not only that, but a lot of times, like the gym teacher would stand in the shower, like outside the yeah. shower, and yes. make sure everyone's sweet teen dicks were exposed yeah. to each other being scrubbed properly. Yeah. Like, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> that's crazed. Yeah. It's... You made schools made young teens all get butt naked together in the middle of the day and then have to go like back that. to school to fucking yeah. history and religion class and math class and have this information of what everyone's fucking junk looked like. Yeah. And there I remember was this kid before, when I was in eighth grade, I was going in and like this kid was trying to scare me about it. He's like, and you're going to get boners in the shower. He's like said that to me. I was just like, "Why? Why would I get a boner?" Right. <laughs> and he was like, "No, you will." I mean, uh, the, the a nervous boner is a thing that happens. But well, it's kids like, get you. I mean, I got boners in 
like for no reason of course yeah yeah that in the shower well i got him because i was sitting next to somebody with the sweet dumper and and boobers Sure. Yeah. Or you're in a car. Yeah. You're in a car trip. That's the worst. You're in a car oh trip. Oh, my God. Right. Car trip with your parents. You're just fucking rock and roll all night in your fucking pants. And you can't do anything about it. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. What an I mean, awful I, part of life. I told a joke about that off stage at the thing. But, yeah, you go over a speed bump wrong. I need to come. <laughs> yeah. Gross way to walk around life. And people don't talk about it, but it's fucking true. You be walking around as a, a kid, and you just like, fucking get this fucking poison out of me right now, or I'm gonna die. And I need to do I've it again. Been in places an hour. I've, I mean, I've been places where like kids just have boners in my life, <laughs> where it's just like Jesus Christ, learn the tuck, you fucking moron. <laughs> I was. I was in St. Louis and I was doing sketch shows and some um, teaching some improv classes or sketch classes. This is a long time, probably before you even start doing comedy. And I'm with somebody that we know and we're in a car and we're on a highway and he freaks out and he's like, I need to, you need to pull over right now. We pull over the, like the rental car or whoever's car it was. It was like a minivan. And he gets outside, goes off to the side of the road. Like he usually take a squirt but he just tugged it like eight, six times and then <laughs> came back in. I was like, sorry, I had to get that fucking shit out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You can guess who it was. <laughs> yeah, sure. But who's a guy weird. that we know that would be like, hey, get this goop out I, of me. I, I got it. <laughs> it's too much in me. Right. So, so it makes me blink. I make some soup. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing with him ever was the time that he flew out here to do a show. Didn't do the show. This also happened recently. But he uh, <laughs> flew out to do the show. You didn't believe me that this happened. Again. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. But it did happen. But... Uh, he, he drank like a bottle of Tito's all by himself and was just a nightmare person. Right. Like, it's like an eight beers on the fucking plane situation and then landed and then cleaned out a bottle of Tito's in like before one o'clock. But the shit he was saying while he was on the Tito's, on Tito's ride was he kept referring to the wrestler CM Punk as Phil. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, and I was like, you, I was like, do you know him? And he's like, yeah, me, yeah. And then he kept talking about like Vince, as in Vince McMahon <laughs> and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, CM Punk, he could know him. Like, it's not beyond the realm of possibilities. Like, CM Punk did Monty's show at the Lincoln Lodge. Like, it's yeah. not impossible. Right. And so. The next, when he finally, when he finally became a human being again, I go, do you know CM Punk? And he's like, no, why the fuck would I know CM Punk? <laughs> I laughed so goddamn hard. <laughs> Just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with that guy. Yeah, but I think that uh, that could be said about any of us and on any, well, sure. on any day. Well, 
Well, sure. But that one was just like, just the, just the tales he was telling. <laughs> well, you know, we don't, we don't uh, throw the bag down at anybody that um, we wouldn't do the same. Or oh, I, I love this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just a, oh, Tito's, is po- Tito's is poison for your brain. <laughs> it is. It is. I do love Tito's, so. My go-to is <laughs> my go-to is Tito's soda splash of pineapple. Oh, and, pineapple vods. Yep. That's do they know that story? No, probably not. You can go on a run. Go on a run. Enjoy it. Okay. In two thousand seven, Burns and I and Mike Holmes and Nate Craig all do the Las Vegas Jordan, HBO Jordan Vold Roberts there. No, he wasn't. Plan there. No. Patty? It was just the four, the four of us. No. Kyle's there. No. Are you sure Kyle's not there? Canadian's not there? Uh, one, 100%. Pat had died. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, on, and that weekend was supposed to be his 30th birthday party. Mm, yeah, that would add up to us being really so bad. Everyone else, so everyone else went to Chicago, and, there, and we still had booked this fucking- Dragon Boy Suede is there. Dragon Boy Suede is there. Brody is there. Fairbanks is there. Um, Chris Rock is there. Yes. Carrot Top is there. Shook Chris Rock's hand. But the four of us, me, Holmes, you, and Nate, were the ones that they're like, go do this, uh, go do this Vegas festival. And everybody else did Lakeshore Theater. Oh, and for yeah. Bryce's for Bryce's thirtieth. While we're there, Mike O'Connell is there doing the music show with Brian Posehn and like Dr. Ken and Dragon Boy Suede, Howard Kramer, which and was Reggie, fucking Reggie Watts. Fucking great. At that moment in time, I said it was the greatest comedy show I'd ever been to. Yeah, that, he com- loves that, his, that his, combo his, and the stuff that I liked at that time. And I, I still like it. But that yeah. it was rock hard city. This is the yeah. best thing that I've, I'm in Vegas. Um, uh, seeing Mike O'Connell in Vegas in front of like thousands is crazy. Yeah, we have free hotel rooms at at Caesars. So we figure out the VIP lounge that it's all free. We can just and all of us are poor. We we learn that we can go to the bowels of Caesars and eat in this cafeteria with like the, the work show cafeteria girls. that Nate Craig yeah. figured this out. Nate Craig figured yeah. out that he found out where the twenty four hour employee cafeteria was and you could go in there and get a hot turkey sandwich or some fucking eggs and bacon yeah, depending on for what free for free and no one cared because you had a a caesar's badge you were working at caesar's so working. you were an employee yeah and so we went down we ate in the bowels of the casino like it looked like picture like a su- the cafeteria on a submarine or a battle not ship. good that's what it looked not like. good no, but there's like. But I remember going yeah, it's by like myself, like dealers, yeah, yeah, four a.m. or something. I just wander down there and get lost in the bowels of the fucking Caesar's Palace, and make yeah, myself a pile like this, of like biscuits and gravy and shit. You're like eating. You're going down the service elevator. It's not like glamorous at all, but it's no, free. no, no. And then we figure out where to. We can go to this VIP lounge and drink for free. And I remember somebody said, "This is like." The we are the world video for comedy because <laughs> like honestly you'd be sitting in there and carrot top would walk by yeah 
like whoever you can think of, they just they're in the goddamn room with you in this like plush, like swanky ass place we had no business being in. Yes, the and VIP room was not the the bowels. The VIP room was nice. And I was like, I don't have any money. I have like seven dollars. You go, do you have a five? And I go, yeah. And you go, here's what you do: you order a drink, you put in the five, like bing, like tip. You make sure he sees you, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time you don't have to tip. And I was like, okay. So Mike O'Connell orders a vodka and pineapple, and you go, ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> Sets and off a like, dangerous, dangerous slew of events. And I go, I'll have one too. And then the rest of the weekend, we were in that room. We don't have any money to do anything else. We're just in that room, just pounding vodka and pineapples for the whole double, weekend. Double vodka pineapples. It was in the in the what are they called? A highball glass. So the, the and they went down so smooth. Of, we didn't drink that before until Mike O'Connell was drinking those and his right. flip flops. <laughs> and I want to tell you. That an entire year went by. I went back to the same festival the following year. I went into the goddamn VIP lounge. I sat at the bar in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the bartender looked at me and he goes, vodka pineapple? Thousand percent true. Brad would not lie about this. He told me when it happened. (laughs) It's one of the craziest goddamn things are you the greatest bartender of all time? Or did I drink so many of these fucking things that you're like, well, that's a memorable amount of vodka. <laughs> I think it's a combo of the two, because if you're like a Caesar's palace, high end VIP fucking bartender, you're the best in the biz. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I gauge any sort of bartender. Like when I go into my local bars, when I sit down, there are certain bars that are like old fashioned. There's certain bars that are like vodka pineapple. They just start pouring it when I walk in the door. And that's how you know that's, a real fucking professional. And also a person who's there all the fucking time. That is interesting because Jim Staffel is the name of this bouncer in Chicago. I talked to him for my book because the greatest set that I ever saw was the last time I saw Pat Bryce do a set. It was the set that he got unbanned from the beat kitchen so he he got banned for smoking a dube in the bathroom with Holmes. was like, it a dube or was it like a coke can like made into he took a, a he took a, a t- he took he took a tall boy yes and smoked out and smoked a dube out of the Real tall deal. boy yeah smoked a bowl yeah, he made and, a bowl and the whole fucking bar smelled like pot <laughs> so the, he was pretty fucking obvious with it I believe, according to Sean Flannery, he ordered a tall boy and then goes, thank you, and paid for it, and then walked right, turned right to a garbage can and dumped the entire <laughs> thing out of the garbage can. He's the best. He's the so best. This is, Pat Bryce is the so, fucking best. So this is the, the single greatest set I ever have seen in my life is Pat Bryce being unbanned from the beat kitchen. And I'll get to what I was, what I was talking about with Jim Staff on a second. So he tells the story of his banishment while the bouncer is sh- – because the deal was he had to be shadowed by the bouncer. He could come in, do his set, and leave. Unbelievable. So he tells the story of how he got caught by that bouncer, and this was his 
first set back after being banned. I killing doesn't even begin to describe what he did. I I we were I remember looking around at people. It was like a war scene. Everything was in slow motion. Everybody was screaming, laughing. Like yeah. I remember just thinking, like I've never even seen a person do this before. Like I don't think I have since. Like I've seen people kill, obviously, but not like that. Not with the immediacy of and there he is, right there. Like people, it is the last time I ever saw him go up, right? So I so I talk about this story in in my book, and uh, I say to Jim Staffel, like, how did you know it was him? How did you bust him? And he said to me, and it's been like, what, 15 years since Pat passed away and ha- since this has happened? He goes, he usually drink, drank High Life. So I saw him order a tall boy of <laughs> whatever the fuck. And I was like, what's this guy up to? Pat? They Pat. just they just know that guy drank a lot of fucking High Lifes in that bar. Pat is the only comedian I would ever watch and was jealous. Like I was I, like... It, over not the com- not the comedic aspect, the combination of his skill level and his look, and uh-huh. it yeah. I wanted to be that guy so bad, and I think that's probably that really influenced me, like wearing denim jackets and fucking trying to look nice on stage. I always everything I stole on stage was from Bryce and from you. <laughs> And that, but I stole it from someone else too. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, everybody's influenced by somebody. Pat, Pat Bryce. The first time I saw him was just the most confident and fearless motherfucker I'd ever seen. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, and he's gorgeous, right? So it's like every, and he's like dressed cool, like. Oh, everybody yeah. wanted to, everybody. He was the quarterback of our football team. He, everybody wanted to be him. He wore all diesel stuff. And I found out, I was like, where does he get all these fucking dope jackets and stuff? And then remember, I thought, in I thought it was uh, something ape. Um, no, it was diesel. God, it you was, told me the name of it one other time and it wasn't diesel. It could have been a combination of the two. But that's when when remember both of us had gotten some windfall of cash not a lot but we had some money and um megan 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 oh who was who ran with cj sullivan and tj miller ran adidas store and then she started to run the diesel store me and brida were just schlit bags and we go and we get completely draped we go and lay out all this cash and get all this diesel gear jackets and henley shirts and denims and shit and we felt like a million bucks because it was like to me it's like oh shit we got all the patty fucking gear now it's time for it to start dripping (laughs) (laughs) yeah i yeah he i forget what, what i i can't remember what i thought he was wearing but yeah. <laughs> Let's do some power tube. My show of the week is well. I if you listen to the the pregame, I uh, I really enjoyed Father Stew, and I don't <laughs> give a fuck. 
fuck if you, I, you know, I'm just trying to grasp out into the world and try and find some joy. And I'm a junkie for, I'm a guilty pleasure Mark Wahlberg fucking fan. And I really, I really liked it. And you know, I, and I was in my tuned up brain, Brido. In my tuned up brain. I'm like, hold him in the palm of his and he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, make you to shine like the sun, and hold you in the palm of his hands. So I'm like, dude. This guy like looks kind of rock and roll doing this shit. I'm like, maybe I should start going to the go down to the our family or or uh, whatever it's called and start doing like weekend readings because I would really like that attention. So like on Sunday I'll go to like nine o'clock mass and I'll rock out like the fucking re- Put some stank on it. Yeah, that's what I think I'm gonna do. <laughs> a, letter from, a letter from Paul to the Corinthians, dude. I. Uh, at both my grandfather and my grandfather, my grandpa Rupp and my grandpa, uh, my grandma Burns, I did the readings at their uh, at their funerals. And both times, priest grabbed me aside and said, "Wow, you were really good. You should come and do readings." And I'm like, "I don't live here. <laughs> I live somewhere else." And also, I'm a professional. Of course, I sound good, but I've always and had that in the back time, of my one head. One time, one time, a father said. Also, you got a sweet, sweet little boy butt. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I do you think I could pull if I go up there and rock star it out and and kill these readings? Yeah, why not? You think I, I could pull from I, the clergy? Yeah, people probably huh? be like, "What's his deal?" No, like some hot, uh, there's some hot single babes. Like, wow, that guy really has it together, and he's he's. Are there hot God. single babes? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I have to go to the one. I think I might have to go to one of those um, those intra-denominational, I forget what it's fucking called. Like just You could be a weird single guy CCD teacher. Who liberal Christian with- shit. Liberal Christian like rock and roll type churches. I think that's where the babes are. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is a new low. It is a new low, but, you know, man's got to eat. Did you pretend to be Catholic? No, I'm not pretending. Just, I'm a God-fearing man. Just, I'm just trying to figure it out. Just to score? And you'd be like, no. Doesn't everyone? Isn't that what all politicians do? Isn't that what all fucking clergy members do? They just pretend to score and get cash. That's all that's fucking happening. Amen. It's a job. It's not like they're just volunteering time. People are going there to like feel an importance. And if I want to do that and also get some side benefits, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Am I the bad guy? Oh, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy because I use Jesus's gospel to score it is the weird that I, I think it's weird that you would go to a church to pick up chicks but not go to a bar. I do go to bars. But all my uh, all my buddies have told no, me. No, I'm saying, why do I think it's weird that you'd go to a... Like, if you're like, I go to the library to pick up chicks, I'd be like, weird. <laughs> but, like, if, but if you're like, I go to biker bars and UFC fights to pick up chicks, I'd be like, 
cool. <laughs> no, that's not where the babes are. They're at church. They're looking for some sort of savior. And I'm not saying I've got bad intentions. It just might be a nice way to mate, you know, young women for a single man who's like 72 years old. <laughs> no, I like I like this gimmick. I, I did get you a rosary one time, and uh, I think that this is a good, yeah, just just like big, big Catholic Mike Burns. <laughs> yeah. He starts saying stuff like, well, you know, I don't eat fish on Fridays. Oh, I eat fish on Fridays, dude. Fuck oh, sorry, fish. I don't eat meat on Friday. That's what I meant. Oh, my God. Friday fish I lost, fry. I lost my mind. It's been so long since I've been in, to, since I was confirmed as a Catholic. Well, during Lent, my my mother, you know, very hardcore Catholic. So she gets takeout dinners. So I, every Friday, she's like, do you want one of these? I'm like, yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. So I always get a nice fried perch or a cod dinner, walleye, shrimp, scallops, whatever, baked tape. Coleslaw is the fucking best food that there is. Well, it might be go. Thanksgiving might be the best, but my other show yeah. of the week is Reboot. Um, on Hulu. Oh, I've been that. I'm interested in that. Very chill, easy to watch, fun. Like Johnny Knoxville as a former child star is, is great, or he's not a child star. He's younger, but and then uh, the chick, one of the babes who's in a dad boner cartoon, is in that. I forget her name. Oh, nice. Nice. It's great. It's 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 just a different type show and very enjoyable. Reboot. Check it out on Hulu. I believe it's it might be FX or it might be just straight up Hulu. But if you have Hulu, I think I'm getting it read a read a Netflix Brido, and then replacing it with full blown no commercial Hulu because Netflix is just doing nothing for me lately. And I did yeah. this before. For before, I bitched about Netflix, and I'm like, I'm getting rid of Netflix. And then I did, and then I had some stuff I wanted, but now there's just nothing on there. Just fucking trash. Yeah. Okay. I didn't uh-huh. want. I didn't want to like this. But you enjoyed Father Stew. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about a little Catholic movie called Father Stew. No, I. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the way that the other show ended, and I do not like franchises and spinoffs. But goddamn House of Dragons sucked me in, and it's just as much fun as Gamo. It's it's a fun, and there's dragons right away this time. Yeah, there's dragons right away. Burns. It's all you get to learn new characters, and oh boy, it's just. Oh, they really know how to get me. I have I have saved for when football's over. I might not make it. It'll depend on how poorly my gambling and fantasy football leagues go, where I might just, you know, week 13, week 7, who fucking knows, where I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. I might have to dip into it, but I do have it sandbagged for when I have no more joy left in football. And that'll I'll be like, fuck you, football. The thing that I love that betrayed me, I'm going to switch over and I'm going to binge Babe of Dragons. We waited five episodes to, to even start it, and then we just fucking plowed through really? five. It's that, it's that good. God damn the, thing, the thing is... This is not a spoiler, I don't think. It uh, it moves too fast. It'll be like oh, one good. episode. One episode 
it'll be 10 years later. And there'll be an all new actress playing the person. Well, I think like that, that chick in all the posters is already off the show as a, <laughs> I feel as like, like she's aged. It's like a new character now. I feel like they learned from the last one. It was like, yeah, you could just keep going forever with this shit. So we got to speed it up because fisherman's hat fatty beard guy who writes all this is too invested in the jets he's the same that's a thing the guy from game of thrones who created all this shit is so obsessed this in the same way with football that i am that that he doesn't care about his job that he's supposed to do which is exact he he wrote this book though like that's just like the history of westeros or the history of the targaryen family and so that's what this is based on. He he set down the other thing. I don't think he's ever finishing those fucking books. No, he's just shitting stuff like that out because he wants people to leave him alone. You he, ever read one of those books, by the way? No. It's like he, he spends like 23 pages describing a meal. Right. Fucking and food or, is very descriptive. I've, I've read chunks just, but no, I'm or, not reading or like, those books. Or like just 22 pages about the banners <laughs> that these guys' houses fly. And then, like, what type of honeyed chicken they ate at dip? The it's turkey like, was slow-roasted with, with thyme and honey and, and smoke-smoked, and the drippings would, were wrapped why around. Why would they have turkey? Why would they have turkey? I don't, know, I don't, I don't fucking know. Do, do you think they don't have turkey there? No. No. Why would, I, why would they not have turkey? It's indigenous to the United States. It's, it's not indigenous kind of to this made-up place. The made-up place doesn't of, have things. It's roughly, just roughly based on. I see what you're saying, and it's an excellent point. Uh, they also shouldn't have dragons. Per, let's let's say. But I think oh yeah, no, well, there's dragons, but no turkeys, because that's absurd. I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess they would. They'll sure. Yeah, they have turkeys. They pigeonhole anything in there. Let's do some power grooves. My song of the week is Redo by Modern Baseball from their album from 2012. It's a, it's a credits song from, uh, from Reboot. Oh. It's it's great fucking song that I don't think I've ever heard. Redo by Modern Baseball. Also, what a cool fucking name for a band. Modern, Modern baseball, baseball is fucking... I like a, it. It's very punk. It's very 2012. I think you'd really enjoy it, Brido. All right. What are you listening to? The song that has been in my head for days and I play it and it just stays in my head is Them Shoes by Patrick Sweeney. Mm. (laughs) This guy, it's on the, I've hyped this up before. I got so stressed about money the other day that I broke into hives. Oh, like Brian, like uh, Brooks did before he had to. Yeah. he had to flee to Italy for a month. <laughs> I broke into hives, and this one day I was so, I was like, I'm gonna get on the exercise bike until I'm not pissed anymore. And so I was listening to Pandora Station, and I listened to the Black Keys Pandora Station. I've, I'm not a Black Keys guy per se, but all of the other stuff on there is amazing. Like all that type of thing, that blues rock type of thing, always it always sounds good to me. And so one of the uh, guys on there is Patrick Sweeney, Them Shoes. Okay. You got to wear them shoes. It's like, it's so good. Do, 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 do. I, for some reason, 
do not have an ear for the black keys. And this is very uh, not popular opinion for. I don't think so. Like I, I agree. I, your I Carl agree Hesses, your Brooks, your them oh. type of dudes who are black keys fucking truthers. I just, I it's just okay. It doesn't. My hook theory me. is. My theory is because I don't dun, think dun, they, dun, do 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 ding a bong ding a bong. It's just, it's just not. I don't think it's good. <laughs> Someone's really mad are, right now. No, I because they don't give a fuck about anything that they're singing about. It just doesn't sound good. It's just crap. They don't like gold on the ceiling. Do, do any of them give a fuck about whatever that song is about? Why can't I say it's crap? No, you're allowed to. I'm saying it is. I know, but like a lot of people, I'm sure listen to this because if you listen to this program, you're probably a Good chance you're a Black Keys fan. I just don't fucking. It just is crap to me. I'd rather like the Strokes like make a, sense. A, like the a band like that, and this is just a picking one out of the fucking air. But like, there's harmony and just Black Keys are just. It's just poop. <laughs> I think to me, it it seems like two music nerds who figured out a math problem. There's no authenticity yes. or feeling or feeling behind it. You think that, yeah, that would make sense. They figure out, like, people will listen to this shit. We can make a bunch of money. It's the same reason that, like, Jensen Karp didn't have a hip-hop career. It's just a thing he figured out. It's not, like, it has nothing to do with his life or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, like, amazing, but no one gives a fuck because it's, like, a math problem that you figured out. Right. Yeah. It's a comedian who goes up and has like pitch perfect delivery and shit, but you're like, I can tell you don't give a shit about any of this. Conversely, I give a shit about all the things I say on this program, and it's not good. <laughs> well, sometimes, I think sometimes authenticity or just the person giving a fuck about what they're saying or speaking passionately matters more. That's why like the vibe. I can't of think of certain, anything that matters more. I can't think of anything that matters more. I think that, that I played you that Elvis song from the end of his comeback special. He didn't write that fucking song, but he's just like Nirvana didn't write. Where did you sleep last night? But for some fucking reason. That 70s it, Elvis shit, he fucking means it. He is they can at dumping least convey his guts the out. idea that they mean that shit. There's that, um, that uh, the guy from The Roots, Questlove, uh, came out that Summer of Soul movie. There's a scene where Mahalia Jackson sings a song with Mavis Staples. It's just like a religious song. And they sing it together. And Mavis Staples, you can tell that she's young this is the greatest moment of her fucking life. She's singing with her hero and her hero is belting it out because she knows that this is the greatest moment of this young singer's life. Mm -hmm. So she shows her who the fuck she still is while Mavis Staples tries as hard as she goddamn can to keep up with her. And you can just see the passion in both of them. I fucking wept. When I watch that scene, yeah. when I listen to when I, I, if anybody means something, it matters so much more to me. And I think to other people, I think that's the trick of Elvis. 
I think that's the trick of Nirvana. And people who love Elvis fucking love Elvis. And people who love Nirvana fucking love Nirvana. I've never met a passionate Black Keys fan that makes any sense. Right. Because it it, you're, it does not have any attachment to anything. It's like Sam, Sam Cooks bringing on home to me live from the Harlem Social Club. Arguably one of my favorite songs of all time. Because he knows where he is and he knows how important this song is. And he knows that it fucking means a whole hell of a lot to him. And he dumps his guts out. It's Think about Jordan hugging the fucking trophy after he wins it. How many basketball players try to replicate that fucking photo with when they won? And they it's don't. It's like, you, you bitch, you don't, you fucking, you're just trying to get this photo op. Jordan meant that shit. Yes, because he stayed in Chicago and it was for him and it was for the team and it was for the city and he did it for fucking Chicago. And now players just. Well, I just, this year I want to play in Brooklyn. Oh, this year I want to play in Miami. This year I want to play here. They have no fucking attachment. So there is, right. so, so when they so win, like, it's just like, you see these championship celebrations. It's just like, jump it up and down. Like, yay, we won. It's not like, oh my God, we fucking won this. We fucking, it's just, it's the thing I wanted more. Th- it's just like, no, I already got paid. So just yay. And then they fucking go out to the strip club. Like fucking James Harden. Like, and, you know. That's why those guys. I appreciate be, his skill. They'll be forgotten. Get that, get that bag, but you'll be forgotten. But get that's that wh- fucking bag. People are going to forget you as soon as you have it. So that's why I love like these younger players. Like that's why I love John Morant on the Grizzlies so much because he's still on the Memphis Grizzlies. That Memphis Grizzlies is not a massive team that's been built up over decades. It's not the Celtics. If he wins a championship for Memphis, it means so much. He's go- That is a can weep with the fucking trophy moment that he can have. But you can't play. Look, oh, Kevin Durant, uh, he uh, he's playing for the Pistons now. Like, fucking, he's not. But it's the same. Like, who knows where anyone fucking plays? I can't speak for everybody, and I don't know that. I, and I know that the Black Keys are a very popular group. They're good. But- I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying it's not like, it doesn't, it doesn't get me in the ticker. How's that? My ticker. No, there's, a, there's a video I saw of Art Garfunkel singing Bridge Over Troubled Waters. And this is when I came up with this theory because, like, I'd known about Where Did You Sleep Last Night since that shit came out in, like, 94, right? And it was, like, right after Cobain died. So that was, like, you know, the last public performance of this man. And so, like, it felt, like, ominous and, like, it meant something. So I'd had that in my head, like, for years. When I saw Art Garfunkel's, like, this old footage of it, this dork singing. Yeah. But he fucking means that shit. And it's just like, that's when I was just like, oh, that's why that is so powerful. It's Ric Flair when they surprise him on, when he gets into the Hall of Fame and they surprise him on Raw the next day. And you can just see... 40 years of cheating on his wife just come across <laughs> in his face and he explodes into tears Yeah, because he didn't think any of it meant anything. And now he can see that it 
did. You know what I mean? Like right. he can't believe all the hell that he's put people through could be appreciated in any way. Plus they kicked the shit out of him at WCW, made him lose all of his confidence. Like Triple H has to build him back up. Now they're all standing in an appreciation of their hero. And he's forgotten who he was. Because the storyline drove him to being a loser. And he got reminded, this is all baloney. You are the fucking goat. And everyone loves you. Like, everyone fucking kill for you. (laughs) When you see it in his face, when he realizes he's the greatest to ever live, and you just... If you watch that fucking thing... And you see him react to that, and you don't have like, a like a like a little tear in your a eye, a little lump. Then you are a dead person on the inside, and you probably like that song "Gold on the Ceiling" by the Black Keys. It's like okay, I'll, I'll put I'll pick another rando thing out of my ass. Like uh, like I stay away, Alice in Chains, that whole era, the unplugged, the jar of flies stuff. Lane Staley is a extremely disturbed heroin addict who is going through a lot of fucking shit. So when he gets a chance to record and scream things into a microphone with that beautiful voice that he has, he means it. He's releasing. There's a lot of shit pent up and you release it and you give it up and you make it into art. It's not art when it's just fabricated. When it actually is your own emotional pent up aggression and sadness, that's when you see that something is truly emotion. You know, it's attached to you. It's real. That's why I like this show. There's no real. We didn't talk about. We didn't have anything planned. Everything we said was from the heart. <laughs> Everything is just. I feel this way about this shit. And people in the Black Keys, they they're two guys with who just decided to buy nice drums and guitars and learn three chords and buy leather jackets and Ray Ban prescription glasses and get haircuts and say that they're fucking. Hey man, (laughs) McDonald's tastes uh, like it tastes, and they make a lot of money, but nobody there is making that shit with anyone. <laughs> and you could you could rewind to like two, three episodes ago when I'm like a fucking Demi Lovato song. I really like it, and I like McDonald's too. I like McDonald's too, but you have to make commentary and say that sometimes McDonald's tastes good, but it's not really the best. But there's nothing right. wrong with it tasting good. And this is what this is the city that you move from. What it would say to you is, in this scenario, you are a chef. You're trying to be this world class chef. You know you have proper technique, and you know everything how to do it. And you don't want to just make commercial shit because it's trash. And then everybody in LA goes, "Why don't you try to be a more like McDonald's?" Well, maybe if you made more trash, you wouldn't be on the on the uh, bicycle uh, having a meltdown about why there's no cash coming in. Yeah, that's true. Make more crap, Brado. Make more crap. Make worse comedy. Make worse stand up. I I remember having this thought, like, why do I? I remember thinking, like, why do I fret over like every word of a joke? 
when the thing that they like is just trash. <laughs> right. Yeah, they don't care. They just want to be entertained and throw it away. Yeah. Well, Braddle, who's on Hunk this week? Mike Burns is on this week. Oh my god. Wow. Brian Babylon. They were a great duo. Great duo this yeah, week. Yeah, that's that's rare too. Just two of us. Sometimes you have like eighteen people on there. Yeah. Uh surprised that there were just the two. Uh, I think that you're gonna be pleasantly surprised if well, you I listen if back you... to it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. It's a lot of good times. That um And that I needed that. Of, I needed I, I, that. I did I did a lot of needle drops in there, and I kept putting in um, "Power of Love" by Celine Dion as a as a fun thing. Oh, that's that fantastic! Happening. See, I did I did Monday Night Beers before, and I got tuned up, and then had to do your program. So for fifteen minutes before I do that, I lay down on the rug, and I put on a fifteen minute timer, and that's when you uh, I, I I pull in, and I'm like. You're like, are you fucking blasted? I'm like, yes. But oh I, no, you should. I, I'll send you the the clip of how you sound when I said that. Well, I just needed to like wake up. I was <laughs> I was dead asleep. I got I'll that job you done. Yeah, you successfully and thoroughly. You did a great job, but oh, I was a little worried. <laughs> you know, I not, I wouldn't let you down. You're like eyes are crossed, and I'm going. I go, are you fucking shit faced? And you go, a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Yeah. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, she's sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves, sipping some natty lights, late nights and bar frights, rocking the Winston lights, just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves, just doing Detroit groove. All American dudes, just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes, I'm making power moves. I'm making power 